0: It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number one hundred and two. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now.
1: Would you like a drink,
0: TARDIS,
1: when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Reverse a of the neutron flowers of the Tartus would be free pre-talles field. But well, the TARDIS is more than a machine, utility, but a person being reaction. Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your classic tri-weekly Doctor Who review podcast. Was that right? Was yeah, any of that that's right? That's it. That's it, man. Cool. Cool, we're done. We My have to set uh, up
0: a situation if uh, something were to happen to me and I became in- incapacitated. We have a, just, a chain of command of what yeah. you know. The show would still go on, and Dan has I mean, to be there at a moment. To be clear, notice. I'm
1: I'm third in line, though. I mean, Eric's first. Literally, anyone else in the world <laughs> is second in line, and then I'm third. So I'm, I'm just practicing just in case that there's no one left in the world to do it but me. Um, Hey everybody, welcome back to the Old Doctor Who show. I am you, one of your hosts, one, my name's yep. Dan, one and half. over there. Who's the other one? This guy I'm pointing at.
0: Yeah, that's Eric. This guy using um, using a pair of old uh, old iPhone uh, ear pods, AirPods. Mm. They're not AirPods, they're no. iPhone headphones. And they suck. So you're very yeah. low, so if I'm overcompensating by talking louder, uh, we pass that savings right on to the listener. So uh, enjoy yourselves, Stan. How have you been this, these last three weeks since I mean, our last episode that we recorded? It feels like
1: just yesterday we did it, Eric. It you does know? feel
0: it does feel like it just happened.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, we could talk about the state of the world and no. things that are going on in our lives, but let's not do that. No, this let's is a instead- uh,
0: stress-free zone. That's
1: right. This is a politic – gonna...
0: you, you uh, check your your, uh, your red coat or your blue coat at the door, Dan. This yeah. is a – you know, and if you're in a the doctor, U.S., we are at the last 10 days – 10 days, 9 days till the I election? Think. I don't know. It's all – We're uh, not talking about that. That's not a thing we're talking about. Yeah, we're not talking uh, about it. So everything's no. fine. Yeah. What did you do? Did you spend any time watching um, Vampire Circus?
1: No, what the heck is Vampire
0: oh, Circus? Oh, it's so good. It is. Uh, so I've been watching. It's Halloween season.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, October. I'm a horror movie fan. Uh, Eric's anyway, family, so, But in October, I like to watch a bunch. I've been on a hammer horror kick. So I've been watching a lot of those films. And one of them that mm. I hadn't seen before is called Vampire Circus from the 70s. Mm. Uh, it is Wonderful. It's uh it's very violent. There's lots of sex and there's lots of uh murder and it has one of the best uh decapitation scenes that I've ever seen in a, a vampire movie. It's got like uh-huh. an art house feel to the whole thing. It's on Amazon Prime, I highly recommend it to everybody. But it's it's mm. it's at that moment in do you know like the Hammer movies? I know.
1: I mean, no, I'm not a big horror person, yeah. but so I know I know of them, sure. Right. Yeah. From
0: um from a Britain, they got into making monster movies, so they mm-hmm. started off with sort of, I don't remember what the first one, I think there's like quarter mass and something or other, but they ended up going through like the universal monsters and that's where you have right. like uh, Christopher Lee as Dracula yep. and all those, Whatever. Yep. Um, but in this one, you know, uh, by this point in time, so maybe this is, I don't actually, I should probably know what year this is. When, it, when was like the fine. Texas
1: Chainsaw Massacre? I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre was... I think the original one was early 70s, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. So
0: I don't know. At any point, like around this time, like Hammer, I think, was having a harder time selling these gothic monster mm. movies, Dracula, because cinema is starting to get into like things that are a little bit darker. So they start to add a lot more sex and nudity, and they up the gore a bit. I just looked it up. Vampire Circus is 1972. But as I'm watching it, Lo and behold, one of the vampires appears on screen, and it's uh, Lala Ward. It's Romana 2. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Is it Lala Ward? What's her first name? Yes. yes. Who I didn't also know is married to Richard Dawkins, the uh, famous atheist uh, Richard Dawkins, who is in one of the most insufferable films I've ever seen called the unbelievers have you seen Mm, no it's there's just like him and i forget the other guy and they're (laughs) driving around in like a limousine just like uh just tall it's it's i i am not a fan of it um but i'm a fan of her and she's great in uh in vampire circus i highly recommend vampire circus one of the best hammer movies i've seen a great vampire movie if you like that sort of thing uh it's just a great revenge tale it was all very good
1: so, that's our review of Vampire, Vampire circus. circus.
0: I'm not doing a very good review. And no, no, I probably, no, That's great, And I uh, fudged a little bit of the timeline as far as sort there's of the decline of, of Hammer and everything. And, there's, and especially on a podcast like a Doctor Who podcast where we're speaking to half our audience is from uh, the UK anyway are probably rolling their
1: eyes a bit on, on my reading of it. Uh,
0: but I loved it. That's, I that's it fine. fine. There's
1: literally no way for anyone to fact check you. So, that's fine. Um but there's a nice tie in it's there. It's great. The, it's so good, and there's new. like uh, animals, and it's like it's so
0: dreamy. Like it's like it fits right in with with my. It touches all of the. Uh, it, it touches all the buttons. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. What were you gonna say, Dan?
1: No, it really does. It's like uh, it's like every part of your your aesthetic. It. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yes. Yeah. I like Uh-oh. the
0: gothic horror. I like. Uh, yeah. I Miss The dreamy sex quality and makes it sound like, too, like it's a little. You get a – it's it's just it's, – it's good. Amazing. I was thinking about that the other day as I'm watching it. Like, that period, like, in the 70s and the 80s, there was so much – it was, like, sex and violence coupled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now, like, the horror – like, everything within ho- horror, in recent horror, it's all based on, like, grief. Mm-hmm. It's all, like, some horrible thing. Somebody loses a child or they're – you know, it, it's all just, it's like grief porn.
1: We were talking about that before when, uh, earlier, not on the show, but we were you and I were talking and I, I was watching um, The Haunting of Bly Manor uh, on Netflix. Yep. And overall, it's fine. Haunting of Hill House was fine too. I think that was a little more interesting in the way that it was done, but the ending of that one was just ridiculous. Just spelling everything out and the way that it all comes together was graphic.
0: The Haunting of Hill House has the ending that yes. spelled everything out? Yeah.
1: yeah. I just didn't like the last, last couple episodes of that. Everything up to that was pretty cool. Uh Bly Manor, I think ties together better, but it is so much like this grief porn. It is, that is exactly all that it is yeah. about. Yeah. And it's just um,
0: interesting like how these movies horror films especially move through these periods. You had before mm-hmm. that like the 2000s maybe was like torture porn. Like it was like everything right. was saw, like just watch these things. And I miss the days of the 70s. Um you know, where you had like a lot of uh, Satanism and you had uh, right, vampires right. and sort of otherworldly horror versus um, internal horror. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 It's fine. Well, uh, it- but is Bly
0: Manor worth watching? Because I have not seen it. And I did like uh, Haunting of Hill House for the most part. And I know it's it's based on what the turn of the screw. Yeah. It's like a retelling right. of that, which is, right. is on my bookshelf, and I've never read it. So sorry, apologies to Henry James. Uh, I that's have true. not read
1: it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the same story, sort of um, very stylized, beautifully done. Uh, the production just looks great. Production design's beautiful. Um, the photography's great. The acting across the board is is pretty pretty great. Um, yep. Even the kids, which could be... You know, they're featured very prominently in that, and that could be a problem, but I think they, they did a very nice job. Um, and, it, it, you know, but it is what it is. It is that kind of like dealing with grief and that sort of thing that's going on. But, um, but yeah, overall it was enjoyable. It's another one of these things on Netflix where they just have free reign to do as many episodes as they want. And I read someone else, I think, like Glenn Weldon on NPR, saying that, you know, one of the problems with Haunting Hill House was it was like one or two episodes too long. Um, I still feel the same way about Blind Manor. It's one episode shorter than that, but it could probably could have been another episode. Like, just get rid of some of the stuff that you didn't need. Which is um, in keeping with my uh, reviews yeah, yeah, that's of most kind of of like Your, your go-to uh, Doctor Who All review, the, speaking although, of which. I don't, I don't think that's the case in this one, but let's find oh, out. Maybe you'll talk me into it. So, uh, you want to talk about which one are we doing today? <laughs> we're doing well, Menlos. we're
0: supposed to hit the button, Dan. That's our whole uh is that our thing. Shtick? We have to we have to we have to uh uh speak. Have you, it, seen the button? you have to make a transitional oh, statement phone? of some kind. Oh, uh we were sort of doing that. Uh, speaking of uh, things that are perfectly timed. No, I'm forgetting. <laughs> what? Hit the button. <laughs> hit the button and get us out of this moment. <laughs> <small noises>
1: <Source> Reroute surplus to section 5 They have spare capacity
0: The oath-taking ceremony is prepared What, you're making him take the oath? That- Zaster, this is ridiculous
1: It's got to be done, Dietrichs Zaster Doctor, it is good to see you again Again? It's been a long time I'm Zaster, now the together leader Oh, yes, of course. Yes, I remember you very well. You haven't changed much, Doctor. A oh, little older, a little wiser. Oh, much wiser. I gather your energy source is behaving somewhat capriciously. Capriciously? It's out of control. Excuse me. Excuse me. An absorption system, I presume? Yes, there's a series of receptor panels placed above the dodecahedron, and the radiated energy is measured there. Then these screens can be closed down. Well, yes, the central storage banks would contain enough energy for one hour, but it is extremely dangerous. One hour is all I need. Turn them off.
0: Close down receptor panels until further notice. Good. Now show me the dodecahedron. This is Megloss. This is the second story, or second serial, in season number 18, lucky number 18. This is from 1980. Uh, So if you were listening to our long horror uh rambling segment earlier you'd say oh this is probably about one year before friday the 13th film (laughs) this is written by john flanagan and andrew mccullough and directed by Terrence dudley Uh, we've all seen Terrence's work before but i believe this is the first story we're getting uh from these two writers uh this uh what's about what's it about hey couldn't tell you hey hey who's outside What's the story about? Oh, okay, little friend. Uh, this story is about the doctor and Romana too, and they're called to the planet Tigella, I think. Uh, well, to settle call- a dispute between two warring factions uh, of science and religion. But things get weird, Dan. Things get real weird when a cactus monster kidnaps a businessman and assumes the identity of the doctor to steal the Tigellians, uh Dota he- Hecahedron uh, and decide that they, he, they, he wants to turn the desert planet of Zalpha Thura, uh, desert planet, into a super weapon. Uh, so there's a lot to sort of process in there. Um, but what did you think, Dan, of the Tom Baker story, Megalos?
1: Well, Eric. Yep. Uh, let's see. Overall, I thought it okay. was a fine story. Fine. Um, there, there wasn't one of these, you know, crazily overly convoluted plots. I think it was a pretty straightforward plot. Um, well, I think. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, let's grade this on a curve. Um, I think the the acting was 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 fine uh, with the with the guest cast. Actually, the guest cast was pretty good across the board. Um, one of the things that I did notice, and this came from—we'll uh, we'll do the, the responses for from Twitter, but I forget. We'll, we'll see this. Someone had mentioned that at this time, um, Tom Baker and Lala Word were not—they were, were, they were on the rocks, shall we say. And uh, after having read that and continuing to watch the, the story, I can kind of feel that. Maybe it's coloring my perception of it, but it really felt flat between the two of them. Especially in the very beginning, they feel like a very—very very much like an old married couple— um, right, and they were any, married
0: like, for about a year, right?
1: 18 months or something. Yeah. It did not feel like there was any spark between them at all. It just felt really flat the entire time. Now, later on in the story, they, they separate and go their. They have their own little side adventures as they're going through the story. Um, so that was fine. But when they were together in the TARDIS, it just felt very flat. And we're there for a long time because of you know the time loop that we'll talk about in a minute. But overall... Um, It was a fun
0: story. I'm a little confused uh, by that. Great, because I just looked it up, and so Mm -hmm. she got married. This episode was from 1980, which is when they got married, and Mm -hmm. they divorced in 1982. So they're on the rocks. The same year they get married.
1: This is someone from Twitter mentioning this. All right, I don't, I I don't know for sure. Okay, but that seems a little odd. Be that as it be, that as it may, whether that that's true or not, they're. Their interaction chemistry to me just felt really like there was no life in it. Really? See, um, I have the
0: well. I gotta. I have
1: to wait for my turn. No, I'm. I'm not gonna give you a turn. So I'm just gonna talk <laughs> the rest of the show. Um, let me see. Other than that, no. Let's well, tell me what you thought about it, and then we can dive into this. Okay, I what, absolutely loved every wow second of this. Uh,
0: this was like a okay. perfect huh. four part uh, adventure tale. This again, like everything was working out for me media wise this week. I'm watching great vampire movies. Uh, I and then I put on what is always my favorite period of classic Doctor Who and why I love Doctor right. Who. And it's Tom Baker. I thought I felt that uh Romana 2 and, and Tom Baker here were wonderful together. I, I loved huh. their chemistry and I like I loved her so much. And I'm a big uh OG Romana 1 fan. I would have liked more than one season, but she's great. I mean, I just felt like she was... She's just a ton of fun. I felt like the color palette in this story was really wonderful. It Mm -hmm. was silly, but not in a goofy way, in like a... um, Just like a a weird way. Like the fact that there's a freaking cactus monster... (laughs) And it's just like all these crazy cosmic ideas sort of uh, blended together. And it's it's very much on the nose story wise. The science element with those terrible haircuts, where you can see like the glue of oh, where the, the, the bangs are glued to that Horrible. poor guy's forehead, and the and religion and how those two work, and the ineffectual government that is sort of unable to make a decision about anything, and everybody's got to have a chance to speak, and we can certainly relate to a lot of that in our own time. But that aside, I just thought everything was wonderful, and especially Ramana 2 and the Doctor, them in the time loop and trying to figure out how to get out of the time loop. I don't know. I, thought I liked them together. And okay. we're, we haven't mentioned the fact that Barbara is in it, and she was amazing. Yes, she was yeah. I think she was the best actress in the whole thing. Like she was yes. really good. I felt that she she really brought a little bit a little something extra. I always liked Barbara. Mm-hmm. There's something about Barbara I kind of liked. I had no idea she was going to be in it. So uh, like Same that here. was a total shock like to to see that she was in it. So that was uh, that was nice. I don't know. I just I loved it. And the the there's a part in I don't remember. I should have wrote down what episode it, is in it with the music when it sounded like they introduced the theme song into the background yes. music, like the yes. first opening bars or whatever. Uh-huh. That was really that just like a nice little uh, touch. I thought that was yeah. great. Canine. We could we didn't need canine like no, you could tell he's him. not working because half the time they're carrying him. Yeah, uh, but I like the whole wiggle his tail little gag in the beginning but i don't know i i thought it was fine i mean so i no, thought it was i great. agree with you it wasn't just i fine. agree
1: with you that that ramana's Ramana dressed is like fantastic. sailor moon
0: for some reason <laughs> and then does several uh, wardrobe changes
1: i really enjoyed her in this and it's been a long time since we've seen her um in our in our run back through the the stories i thought she was fantastic i thought tom baker was very good both as the doctor as always but more so as Megalos um, really having a defined character um, separate from the Doctor. Uh, but again, it's just the interaction of the two of them. It really felt like—and it wasn't on Lala's side. It wasn't on, on Romana's side of of the where the chemistry didn't feel right. To me, it was on from Baker when she would say anything. He was always staring off into the middle distance. They weren't looking at—he was never looking at her. And it's this whole, like, okay, the Doctor's preoccupied, and he's just doing that thing that he does where— There's even one part where they're having conversations. She's talking about one thing. He's talking about something else. And then realizes halfway through they're not even talking about the same thing. Like, that's fine. Like, he's distracted, whatever. But it just went on for so long. It didn't feel like they were even connecting at all. I found all of that
0: charming. I felt like it was almost like flirting. Like it felt like the exact exact opposite. Literally, my notes. uh, This time loop is wonderful. Bringing the business to space desert is wonderful. But anyway... Romana to Baker energy is wonderful. I have just everything is just wonderful, wonderful. But I just I love them together. Like I I felt like, oh, this is like there's something special here with the two of them. It's just weird that like you're like in the exact
1: opposite where just you felt it was flat. Did not feel it? Did not feel it. Like while they're in the time loop and dealing with that, which I thought was fun. That was a, that was a fun little I mean, the way they get out of it is pretty silly, but that's that's fine. But mm-hmm. you know, going through the time loop over and over again and, and yeah, realizing can we talk, the like talk
0: about how they get out of it because it's worth commenting because it doesn't make no, really it makes no any sense. sense. But no, it, I was I, I bought in.
1: They're they're stuck in in that time loop. What do they call it? Uh, yeah, there's a name for it. And I hadn't seen anything. And I chronic hyper. I loved that.
0: I thought that little bit of, you know, like whatever, to the to the lore of time travel was just mm-hmm. cool. Like, they got caught in this little thing and they keep repeating it. But yeah, I, I, there is a name for it and they're like, well, we'll just act out the thing before it as if the thing's paying attention and it gets confused.
1: <laughs> like well, yeah, that's that's exactly why I thought it was so strange. To get so, out of it. so just to, you know, explain what's happening. Everyone's seen this, so there's no need to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. So... Well, the first part of it is when, uh, before the time loop even begins, um, Lala's trying to work on K-9 to to fix him after having been uh, drowned in the sea in the previous story, which is a story that we did ages ago. What was Um, it? Do you remember? Because I don't remember what it was. Yes, I looked up and I don't remember. Oh, it was uh, Leisure Hive. They're on on a beach and, yeah, K-9 gets wet. Um, So she's trying to fix it. Um, Tom Baker is, is, uh, sorry, the doctor is walking around, uh, pacing around the TARDIS. He has, did he have like a, was a leather apron, but he had, he had something on and then took it off and dropped it on the ground. And the camera like zooms in and stays on it on the ground. It's like, okay, that's weird. He walks around and then trips over it. And it's just such a ridiculous way that he trips forward and stands on one foot and has his arms waving and then stands up. I was like, that was really exaggerated. They did that so obviously when you do the time loop, you're like, Oh my god, he did the exact same thing again. But it's that same I don't know. It was just overdone. It doesn't matter. They're doing the time loop, doing the time loop, and it seems like right before it's gonna reset again, they have a couple of moments of uh freedom before it kicks in again. Yeah. Right. And, and because they're and, and time and lords, it's, they're it's sensitive all- to that. They notice that they're they're in the time loop and uh they have what I like is that when they're they go through it the first or second time, uh, they're talking about what's going on here. What could it possibly be? And the doctor realizes, oh, no. Oh, no. What if it is this thing that we can't remember the name of at the time loop? Um, everyone shouted at once at us, and maybe we'll hear you. Um, it doesn't matter what it's called. It does not matter. <laughs> um, but anyway, so – and then the when Romana says, oh, no. If it is that – the expression on her face of actual terror, of like, oh, my God, we're going to be stuck in this forever. And Canine saying that there's no known way – No technological way to get out of it um yeah i really like that moment like wh- th- even they're scared of this and don't know what to do that was pretty cool but then the way that they get out of it doctor realizes there's no technological way out so it must be something else they can do to get out of it yeah and, and they just reenact the exact thing that happens in the time loop in that moment of freedom so that when the time loop starts again it goes what and then lets them out right
0: and and yeah. this is a, it's called a chronic his thank you hysteresis hysteresis chronic hist- hysteresis but hystericum. anyway uh i yeah i, I walked away and, and but i like that yeah i, that, I like it was it was, it, was, was it was it was fun and and then once they land on the planet so there there are two planets i mentioned that in the synopsis yes. so there's like the jungle planet which has these great plants like these really colorful um uh
1: what am i giant tulips rick moranis that like gi- movie that i can't oh think of. uh
0: yeah, a uh, little shop of little shop horrors of Audrey type, too. like uh, yeah. Venus fly uh, trap type.
1: One plans. of my favorite movies. But when they're
0: things. there, when they land there, and how excited Ramana is at the thing, and the doctor's like, "There's no time for botany." Right. I thought that was great, and she's got that great. She's got a great uh, red dress. I thought that was, uh, you know, after she's uh, gotten out of the Sailor Moon outfit. Um, but it was. I don't know. I, I loved it. I, I can't think of anything bad about the. Well. Even okay. even like the goofy space junkers, like you would right. see out of like Guardians of the Galaxy or something that 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 are involved, and and there it makes no sense. And I understand it makes no sense that there is a uh, a sentient uh, cactus that is behind this whole thing that has hired how he he they did the exchange. Well, he has hired these uh, ravagers. Uh, for lack of a better word, I'll stick with the motif to go and find a human businessman. <laughs> looks okay, like he yeah, okay. So it's just let's on his part. lunch break to use let's, his. Let's like it had to be bit. a human business. Like yes. it makes no sense. No, he sense. hasn't seen None. the doctor yet, so he's going to assume the identity of the doctor.
1: Well, no, but no. he's already he
0: hired them to get the businessman.
1: No, so okay, right? Okay, okay. So, so <laughs> cactus guy, Megalos. First of all, he's a cactus in a control room yeah. full of panels that are obviously meant for a biped with arms. Like, how does he interact? Okay, so let's say that the plant's plugged in biomechanically to it. Why does it need all these buttons and knobs everywhere? It would just do. Like, it doesn't. Like the setup doesn't make any sense. Maybe he he turned into a cactus at some point. I don't know. I don't but know. It, it's just very strange that that's or. Maybe the rest of the organisms on the planet, they, the other higher life forms, they were the ones, and he took it over and survived, and he's just a different race? I don't know. Now Something I, happened. I
0: also, now I'll interject here. I don't know, and I don't—you know, I'm just going to say yeah, this is a complete rumor— uh, I'm not suggesting that either John Flanagan or Andrew McCullough were on peyote when they wrote this, but it's quite possible they were on peyote because you got a talking cactus that's going to tell yeah. you
1: what to do. That seems about right. I like it. I like it as a theory. So, okay, so Megalos hires the gas tax somehow to go get, yeah, to get that business earthling. But, like, w- why an earthling? Doesn't doesn't matter, I guess. I don't know. Why does the earthling look like Stephen Merchant? Who knows? Yeah, we yeah, did. I really, did. Thought, it, I really thought it was Steve Richard. <laughs> it must be his dad because this is 1980. <laughs> um, in the full businessman, like the stereotypical 1980 businessman attire, which is super fun. Um, yeah, so I don't understand how that all works, but I, I'm assuming that he, the you know, Megalos didn't know the doctor was going to be there. His plan was to get a suitable host to then morph into and take control over so for whatever reason yeah, he needed, a, he needed a body, body. he, he could have just used one he of the ravager bodies well That's, I guess you know. something about earthlings it was, something it was, about our chemistry that was sense. funny
0: I mean I'm sure that there is some kind of meaning to using it or whether it's a stream of consciousness thing that came out of these guys heads with or without peyote right um I just Mostly liked enough.
1: that whole th- like it was it, yeah, was, it was weird great. it was my kind of weird I think. So what did you think of of the tax themselves? Um, so we had we had the two main guys um, that are running it. We had a whole a whole collection of them that that show up on the ship, but we have uh, Grugger, who's who's running this whole thing, General Grugger and Lieutenant uh, Um So you kind of got like a. Almost like Laurel and Hardy, sort of.
0: Yeah, they have they have like a de- absolutely like a Laurel and Hardy thing, and I liked all of their comedy business with the coats and how much the guy wanted the yeah. jacket, the doctor's jacket, and then there's two jackets, and so I, I could see people not liking that or thinking it's corny or whatever, but I I liked them. And and the the main guy, who's the guy with the beard, the the the. But that's Grugger, the yeah. general. he almost yeah. looks like like a if you took Tom Baker and just enlarged him. Like he has like this whole like Tom, Tom Baker quality know. to him. But I, I sure. thought they were both funny. And I no, apparently I like these are element. These are well
1: known character actors, and I, I'm not. Familiar oh, they with are. Them, but I, apparently, oh, okay. uh, Bill Fraser. That's a name that I do recognize, but I, I I don't recognize the character. One thing I noticed uh, in the. Uh, the notes on the TARDIS Wikipedia. Uh, Brododack, the lieutenant guy, the the laurel to the Hardy? Yes. Anyway, um, uh, it's Brododack is an anagram of bad actor. Oh, bad actor, okay. Which was an in-joke in the production. So uh, why did they do that when they hired Frederick Treves to play the role? Yeah. I don't know, but that seems like a weird joke. Anyway, um, no, but I like the two of them. I like the design. Very, like... Mongols um Space Mongols yeah. Raiders which was kind of cool um, their ship was kind of interesting oh one of the things i noticed in the beginning so when their ship lands on uh, i always want to say Zarathustra but it, whatever it is that the planet with the with the shields the, yeah the moon um, planet uh, Zulfrathura. When they land on um it's the miniatures with the green screen and they come out through the door and they, the tracking shot. And yep. I thought the first time I saw it, it was like, you know, for this era where the production values were not the best, this was actually pretty convincing and done pretty well. Turns out that this was their first use, BBC's first use of... Um, this, the synchronized cameras. So you have a camera doing the camera motion of the live actors moving exactly the same, and then another camera replaying that exact same action with the miniatures through the green screen effect. Because before it had to be two static shots overlaid on top gotcha. of each other. This way they did the sync. They ne- apparently never did it again in Doctor Who, but it was a good proof of concept for BBC and they did it in other things, which is kind of interesting. But not having known that while I was watching it, I thought, oh, this is actually pretty well done for what yeah. for, for this era. It falls apart a little bit later. There's a scene towards the end when Megalos is has the dodecahedron and the miniature version of it, and plants it in the sand. He's looking for a spot to plant it, and he's totally blending into the green screen. Yeah, like that was a He looks rough. like a ghost, which was which was pretty horrible. But the, talking about the set design and the production uh, design of this, the un- the underground city I thought was really well done. There were a number of sets in there, and they are multi level sets. Mm-hmm. Stairs going all over the place That felt very claustrophobic And underground But it felt like Specific locations throughout Um, They say it's a city But it felt like But it it did feel pretty big Um, So that felt uh, Very real to me Um, The top side of the planet Was was pretty cool The Audrey 2 Little shop of horrors plant I thought was actually Pretty well done It was a little silly Like um, When we see Romana Getting (laughs) stuck with it The first time The vines are wrapping around her And she's fighting it off Like that seemed pretty good (laughs) When when the gas tax come through, she yeah. she's you know leading them astray around you know trying to buy time and trying to escape from them. Comes back around to the plant and and uh, stomps on a root so that it attacks them. At first, it's really good, but then <laughs> watching it as as the the general, it's just like annoyed with it and just like yeah. walking past it like i don't know if it's the actor or the character but it was just like this is stupid it <laughs> just walked past while the rest of his like minions are like actually fighting with it and it looks pretty convincing i was actually wondering how they did the vines because i don't think it was i don't think it was strings or anything it was it was pretty intricately wound around them it looked it looked good i, I quite enjoyed. it was that. fun i mean
0: what did you think of the uh you know the science Science caste versus religion the stuff. Religious cast. I like the. I thought the, the science people like that hair was a little that rough, hair and all of their thing sense. was very derivative of, you know, stuff that we've seen a billion times. But I thought mm-hmm. the religious, like the red-robed
1: sort of look, Looks beautiful. I thought that was great. Looked beautiful, and and it was just really sold. Um, that that whole look, the whole demeanor, the whole the whole idea of the religion. Was really sold uh, by, by Lexa by Jacqueline Hill. Uh, yeah, she Parker. was. She was so good. She she was the th- the part that sold it. Had it been another actress uh, playing the role, maybe not so much. Um, Zaster, who was the kind of the guy leading everything, but kind of a diplomat between the two sides, I thought he was very good. Um, We've seen him He had, him before, like, he right? had a. Uh, he seems like uh, someone
0: that has been on Doctor <laughs> Who stories in the past. The
1: actor, right? Uh, he seemed um, very familiar to me. Mm, like, apparently, oh, no. Him. Apparently he hasn't been in any other. Okay, there you go. Find, but that's okay. Um, Yeah, so so I like that. I I like the costuming of the science um, uh, folks as well, except for the the hair. I was hoping it was like it was not part of their like actual. physiology that they all had hair like that like it was some sort of like like monks wear a little, little yeah. you know head covering like i thought maybe it, be, it was just so bad it was especially rough. the it main guy rough. that we we're that you were talking about um is that some looked D-Drex. better than others it just looked really but the main horrible. guy was the it worst was too far back and yeah. you could almost see his own you hair could see his look, yeah there was
0: times you could definitely God, see horrible. his own hair
1: through there why not i mean their wig budget was just terrible um Anyway, so but they yeah, you know, the tension between them was, was pretty cool. The um what do you think of the so Meglos captures the doctor in a time loop and then transforms into to looking like the doctor. Um but then every once in a while especially when the Earthling was trying to fight back from the inside the spines would come out yeah, of his yeah. face and hands. What did you think of the look of that? I like, loved how, it. Like very, very uh, Hellraiser sort of. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of the Halloween themes ha- happening,
0: I liked. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was great, and I'm a fan, just in general, of those doppel doppelgangers. So I liked I liked the fact that Tom Baker got to play you know a, a, a baddie, but yeah, whenever the that the effect of the businessman trying to come out mm-hmm. was always cool. This one, I'm yeah. not really sure I understand. Like, so he's trapped in there, and he's also aware of, and he's fighting back. I mentally. think it was in his like, head. Who knows what's happening? Well, because at the end, with... he es- he escapes, right? And then that's the he the cactus slime. Do you know right. what I'm talking about? Like the essence yeah, of, the, yeah. no, of no. the megalos crawls away, and they all watch it. Like nobody just
1: grabs it or steps on it and then goes back into the cactus. Well but the uh, the, I like it. Alice says that at one point that that it must be indestructible because it was some sort of light something, blah blah blah, and that he'd be virtually indestructible. But yeah, so so but it's a cactus normally, but sometimes it's also a slithering spiny slug. Well, I guess the essence of
0: the thing is this slime or whatever, and then because it's a desert planet, cactuses grew, so it, it went into the uh, the form of a cactus, oh, and that's where it lived. And sure. it could also go into the form of a human, and be. But then why bring the cactus with? But it? then the it cactus elements gonna... are still present. I don't know. I
1: really don't. Know. I really enjoyed Tom Baker as the baddie. I said this before, and you just kind of mentioned it again. Um, even when he doesn't have the spiny things, and you know, just looking at him, the, what the way that he. Emotes and and portrays this character. You see it all in his eyes. Like it, he does a really good job of being this separate character of being Meglos. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and I especially really when when Tom then.
0: Baker as the Doctor is impersonating yeah. Meglos, yes. but he's still Tom Baker and like all his little. I enjoy Tom that Bakerisms too. that he does. That even though he's pretending in the in the story that he's supposed to be, do that fooling s- them
1: a number of times. Uh, you know, in different stories. But I, yeah, I love that where he comes in and. He doesn't know what they're talking about, but he has, oh, yes, yes, of course, yeah. da, 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 the thing. Um, I, I really, I, yeah, I enjoy I that.
0: like how they sort of inverted some of the, or uh, dismantled some of the sort of tropes that you were expecting to see. So uh, the jacket thing, so the, the Oh yeah, the, the whole jacket thing, at one point, someone else walks in with the jacket, and you're you like, think, oh, has been like, busted, did, and did then it's, it's off, like yeah. a hard cut, and then they're. he's like, you both have jackets, and they're like right. happy, like... It had yeah, it like made no too. effect, and there's also there was another scene when the doctor as Meglos and the doctor as the doctor are together, and yeah. two characters run in. You're like, oh, here we go. We're going to be like, which one is the real? Right, but they don't do it at all. At they all, they're just like, okay, that one's the real one, and he's like, yeah. But
1: I mean that, and that's great because it does actually make sense. But They were so very, even they they looked the same. They were very different, and I different was happy characters. not was to
0: see that play same. out because I've seen that I don't want, I didn't want it, and they didn't give it to me. Thought I was the same like, Thank thing. you.
1: Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. Um, so the doctor ends up uh, blowing up the planet. That's that's how they all get away. Yeah, I, mean, I guess there was there were that no was nothing, great was no too. Life like, so he just planet, does this
0: so. maniacal laugh with Megalos when they're both uh, rooming yeah. together. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I reset all the coordinates so that it's going to concentrate the energy and blow the planet up and kill us all." Mm-hmm. He doesn't have like an escape plan at that point; nope. it's suicide or go yep. home. <laughs> and it was like, "All right," but yeah, yeah, I guess he blows up the whole the desert planet.
1: One. This has nothing to do with anything we we're just talking about. But one of the one of the silly moments that I liked. Um, it's again like you had kind of described silly, not goofy. Uh, but the doctor is walking around on the planet, and he's and he's um, looking at the shields. Yeah, yeah, the four shields uh, structure the there. Four. And he's and, and he gets uh, a guard comes up behind him. And you're like, oh, this is he's going to get captured now, or they're going to know. And he says to the guard, does, "Does this look vertical to you?" And the guard's <laughs> yeah, like, I don't you think so. "Can you hold it up?" And he just has the guy stand there and hold it up. I that loved part that was, so that was so funny. Yeah, so fun. I, I loved that. I loved that. that. It's like
0: cute. there was a lot of times in the story where you expected it in every other story would go one way and they just go in a with comedy at least for me it worked as being yeah funny so i i don't know i thought it was really good i can see people not liking this and i I didn't do any research as far as like whether this is considered a good story if people people thought this was like a terrible story i could be like okay i can sort of see that but i had the exact opposite reaction with it
1: well, as I said from the beginning, like I thought this was a fine story. It it isn't necessarily one of my favorites, but I did enjoy it. I mean, I, as we were saying through, from the beginning, this isn't one of those stories where I felt like, oh my god, there's a whole extra part that we didn't need. Like it, no, it doesn't yeah, feel it that way. Like this actually paced, felt, it was perfectly paced.
0: It was it was so yeah. weird, but there was it was a four parter, so it was okay. It was allowed to sort of be as weird as it wanted to be. But uh, one question I had for you on the story was, like, what is Megalos' objective? I mean, I understand he's got this thing. Oh. It's got all this power. He wants to destroy other planets. And then he asked someone, he asked one of the Ravager guys to pick a planet. And then they have that little thing, and he's like, okay, it's your turn to pick one.
1: But, like, what's he going to do? He's just going to destroy. That's one of the things that comes up though. When they, when he's, the Megalos and the Doctor are rooming together, um, he he says, you know, why? Yeah, yeah, why? Why, you why do you want, want to take over? Why do you want to take over the galaxy? Like, then what? So I mean, I like that because that is always the big baddies' idea is like, I'm going to take over the world. Right. or I'm going to take over the universe. Like, to what end? Why do you want to do that? So they didn't answer it, but I like that the Doctor himself asked the question. Like, okay, why? Um, So, no, I don't have an answer for that. And and,
0: and speaking of that, it's like he literally isn't even – he doesn't even decide what he wants to destroy. He gives it – lets them pick. Right. Like he just just likes the idea of being able to do it, but he doesn't really care who gets killed or, you know, he just – Yeah. The other thing that was funny too is those Ravager guys from the very beginning try to undermine Megalos. And you always think Megalos is going to, like, kill them or be like, I'm done with you. But no. It's like, in the beginning, they're like, hey, we can steal this, we can steal this, we can steal this. And then they're like, there's no doorknob. Or it's it, they can't get the sure. door open. And Megalos is like, right. yeah. And then that happens several times. And even at the end, when the doctor is pretending to be Megalos, they're like, throw him in the, in the jail cell. Yeah, And Megalos still hangs out with them. And still travels with them and never once, like, turns on them even though he doesn't really need them.
1: He, he, right, but I think he also didn't feel threatened by them at all. So, why not? They're going to help him get where he needs to go and whatever, so he's like...
0: Yeah, but a lot of the times they only mess up because the doctor fooled them or whatever, like, I don't know. Right. It's all fine. Yeah. Do you remember what, or or do you know uh, what... Is our next episode? <laughs> because th- th- this one ends the end of this, as you said, like they they, they the planet's going to get blown up, but mm-hmm. they oh, get yeah, a the distress call or they get summoned by the summoned. time lord. So I was just wondering, okay, well, what was the? I forget what comes next. It's probably some yeah, time so, lord heavy thing. I'm gonna oh it's full circle. Full circle. Which I don't. Oh, that's when we get Adric. Okay, so that's the time lords are like, hey, oh, by yeah, the way, yeah. pick up Math
1: Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy, this guy won a math prize, and he gets to travel with the doctor forever. And you need to pick him up.
0: Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I don't have much more. I don't know if you have much more to say about this. I really liked it. I was very happy to watch it. It was a. I also watched it in over the course of four consecutive days instead of all at once, and I mm, felt like that helped a lot.
1: Yeah, I broke it up as well. Um, I was just looking briefly, um, just to see what other people thought about this story and according to a lot of the rankings i just kind of perused this is definitely in the bottom 10th yeah um, i i I can understand that um i wouldn't put it there this is solidly in the upper third for me maybe um but it's not or or, you know it's in the middle it's definitely in the middle somewhere because i just enjoyed it again any story that doesn't have the extra part or two that doesn't need to be there it doesn't do the thing that i or so much of the thing that I. Really hate where it's just running in circles. The 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 damsel gets captured. We have to go rescue her. She gets captured again. Someone else. We have to go. Like they don't do that padding in the story. So for that reason alone, I would give it a higher ranking. And just again, everyone's performances were so fun. I still didn't. I just I just didn't like the chemistry between the doctor and Lala at the very beginning. But her running off. Gosh, when she's leading them in circles, they do a lot of the repeating of lines in this story. There's a throwaway line and then they kind of bring it back again. So the anti-clockwise rotation of the planet, uh, Lolly uses, i oh, sorry, um, <laughs> yeah, Romana uses that as her reason that she can't navigate. Yeah. And she has this look of like, this is such BS on, my, on her face when she's saying yep. it, but she knows it's going to work. It uh, was delightful was great. so I, I love those moments yeah she was great I, I
0: i still disagree with you i thought they're you're wrong like them together maybe i i understand from what i remember they did fight a lot so maybe this was whatever that person was this was a time during the shooting that they were fighting i, I don't know maybe, i I, maybe. I would never have thought that so I'm curious where that came from you know if there's we'll if that's from know. one of the dvd extras or something and they went into that being an issue uh, what did our see. list, did our list, any listeners get back to us? I have um, one we listener, have you know, food. Chris Stops has wrote us, but not about this. He wanted us to talk about the Dune trailer, which I'll certainly <laughs> gladly well, uh, talk go about. Go
1: ahead and do that. I'll, I'll, I'll. Yes, we got a lot of response, uh, a lot of response from uh, Twitter on this one. But go ahead and read that email while I, I pull that up.
0: Uh, it's, it was on Instagram. I think he just said, did you oh. guys talk about the Dune trailer? Of which we did. I mean, I think we did talk about it when it... We're I think we talked
1: about it a okay. lot. And I thought I think it looks amazing. Short, I'm very
0: uh, much looking forward to it. I'm curious, you know, some people are already complaining about the fact that in the... Tra- you can't tell. It's only in the trailer. They refer to it as a crusade, like a crusade is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very much a jihad in the book and whether or not that's yep. being changed for political reasons or not or whatever. I have to... Certainly need to watch the... I hope that they didn't do that and they just took it out because they don't want it to... There's so much um, uh, within Dune that comes from Islam and everything. I mean, there's stuff with with Christianity and the Orange Catholic Bible and all that stuff. But for them to just pretend that that's not part of where... Because that's a huge statement that Frank Herbert's making is... This is essentially within the same line as Earth, and in the far, far future, Islam is still a huge part of religion, and to sort of try to erase that and do crusade, which is a Christian thing, whatever. I, I I hope that's not the case, but I'm willing to certainly give it the benefit of the doubt until the actual film comes out.
1: Don't worry, folks. We'll discuss Dune ad nauseum whenever it yeah, actually Yeah, I think out. it just looks uh, great.
0: I think Timothy—I I know we probably talked about this, but if you are on the fence and you don't think he's a great actor, which he is, I would recommend The King on Netflix. I thought uh, oh, after seeing cool. that, I was very excited about Sold. Uh, the idea of him as Paul Atreides.
1: Well, um, going back to our stories here, um, the reason I thought that you were talking about the email is uh, Chris did write into us. You can send us an email at the old Doctor at gmail.com and uh, actually did mention Meglos. Uh, says, uh, missed a few stories, so I figured I'd drop in. I love this season of Classic Who, but not this story. Mm. Tom Baker prefigures Hellraiser, but that's uh, probably the best thing you can say about it. Apparently, ba- this is coming from Chris Dubs, then. Apparently, Baker and Ward were on the rocks at this point. Tom was sick with a mysterious, still undetermined illness, and there just isn't a lot of chemistry or magic here. Well, he believes he's on your side. Or or I jumped on his side because I read it, and I'm very impressionable, but either way, I still stand by that. I don't think that their chemistry at the beginning was the best, but individually I think they're fantastic. Okay, Uh, leaving that aside, let's see what you folks have to say on the Twitter machines. You can tweet us at T-O-D-W show, um, and uh, let us know what you think of um as we go forward here let's see we got uh, a bunch of feedback sorry scrolling scrolling there we go uh bernard says uh the cliffhanger music to part four so weird i don't recall that being specifically weird but i do remember liking the music throughout and especially that that moment that you called attention to i'm glad you did that that where it does repeat the a bit of the theme in in it but yep and i'm I'm trying to remember
0: if if memory serves me correctly the cliffhanger from part three is when the doctor is going to be sacrificed and the giant rock Mm i think they're burning the ropes which another really funny moment when all, all two of the three ropes have been burned and then there's a whole conversation that's you know stop this is it's not the real doctor blah 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 and the duck and, and Tom Baker's like, hey, can we just decide on something right now so you can stop this thing from falling? Right. Like he calls yes. that he calls that bit out, which I thought was great.
1: That was pretty good. Um, yes. Um, going on here, uh, Lisa P says the early nineteen eighties were a good time for dodecahedrons getting airtime on the Beeb, and there's a link to a YouTube video about Plato and Socrates. Okay, cool. Sure. I didn't watch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. just seeing this now. Uh, but thank you for responding. Uh, Paul Paranoid says, How come uh, Mego knows the Doctor has a new look and can create a, a new coat and scarf as well as replicate his appearance? <laughs> I kind of thought it would have been fun if Megalos was running around in season 17 garb uh, and the Doctor was in his brand new burgundy getup. But that's just me. I think... It's because Megalos was able to actually see. Yeah, him he wa- artists, Yeah, he literally watched he's able him to do in the that. time loop somehow. But however he's able to do it. Uh, but yeah, it's because he was able to see him. And then as far as being able to create a coat, let's just imagine that's actually part of him, and he just shed off his skin. That's disgusting. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, Nitro Nine says, uh, "Dodecahedron, such a great word. Seriously though, and I'm serious about dodecahedrons. De- the villain is a cactus. It's amazing." also lovely to see Jacqueline Hill come back for a new role Uh, and the guy who instead oh the guy who insisted on kicking K-9 the chronic hysteresis is loopy fun Uh, I did read this again uh, on the Wikipedia take it for what it's worth with a grain of salt but uh, the actor who played uh, the general um, agreed to take the role only if he was allowed to kick K-9 during the story I don't know if that's true or not but he gets to do it so that's fine (laughs) Um, I think there were a lot of people who wanted to take that, that job um Ellen Kingsley says, uh, "I don't know what kind of phobia I have, but Megalus' cactus face is definitely triggering it. yeah, it's yeah, creepy uh, and, and he, he's got the, got it on the hands too he's, you know he's all made up with the, with the spiny things, which look pretty dang good. Uh 9 again says, uh, knowledge of the dodecahedron was considered too dangerous for the public. Wow, and the whole thing around the religion, the religious side of the, of the society thinking that's either it is their God or it's a manifestation right. from and, and their God. And the pledges
0: God. that you have to take and completely submit before you could even see the power room and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, that was interesting. Um, so that's cool. Uh, Lisa says proving there's more going on in Megalos than one m- might have thought at first glance, uh, in response to our previous tweet there. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, what a great hoot, says Keith. Lush, aggressive vegetation. They do mention that even before they land on the planet, that there's a planet with lush, aggressive vegetation. And there you are. The incidental music is especially gorgeous. The screens of Zolfa Thura brings me out in goosebumps. Um, yeah, it's just a strange, that phrase, the screens of Zulfa Thura, whatever. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, uh, I'm I'm really doing a great job reading these. So uh, thank you for all the wonderful clapping and feedback I'm getting from everyone. Um, let's see, Greenfinger Librarian Simon says, the cactus voice sounds as dry and sandy as a cactus would sound. It's wonderful, beautiful music too, especially the lab when the lab ascends. I, I loved actually the effect of the you see the screens there and for the first time the the. Science lab slash prison coming up mm-hmm. from beneath the sand, rising up. Again, one of those those miniature shots that I thought was pretty effective, especially for the era. Um, the Nostalgist says, I like Megalos. I like Lamp. Yeah. Um, Brian says, uh, agree about the incidental music. During the cliffhanger when the doctor is about to be crushed by the worshippers of Ty. the music starts chanting... Tie, tie, tie! Right before the stinger, very cool. Uh, apparently, the composer used a vocorder. I didn't actually pick up on that. I thought that there was—I thought it was the the worshippers were chanting that. But if that actually came out as part of the music track as well, using a vocorder, that's pretty dang cool. That could do that. Let's um, see. Brian says I wouldn't bother giffing the chronic hysteresis. I think the episode has that one pretty well covered. No, no, no. I'm doing yeah, a five-minute do GIF of just them going through the same thing over and over again. I, d- I will be giving that almost near pratfall that Tom Baker does. Yep, because and several times. Goofy. Um, going back again, so thank you for that feedback as well. Uh, Tom Tarpey says, uh, I always keep the cure for a chronic hysteresis in the back of my memory in case I'm caught in a time loop. <laughs> uh, it was good to see Barbara again. I always thought the cactus makeup was really good. More importantly, that is a really nice coat. It's just so funny how much that lieutenant just was sla- salivating over the coat. He makes some yeah, really strange... He pulls some strange faces. There's a moment when they've uh, shrunk the dodecahedron. They're in the spaceship That guy, Lieutenant, sitting next to Megalus in the back seat, and uh, Megalus pulls it out and is looking at it, and the guy just makes the weirdest face like he's smelling (laughs) bad cheese right at the doctor, but it didn't make any sense at the time. He he should have been like, yeah, we're going to take over the galaxy, but it's just very strange. Maybe bad actor was a good uh, anagram. Um, And lastly, W.J. Bird says, Megalus is an odd beast. It's enjoyable in parts with a great double part for Baker. Uh, suffering under a ton of makeup for the second time in the season and extremely ambitious uh, effects wise. But my God, it got boring for me. Does anyone really watch it to the end? Well, we did. did. We watched it to the end. We we overall enjoyed it, Uh, but thank you everyone for, for writing into us. We really appreciate that. Again, you can tweet at us at T O D W show, or you can send us an email at the old doctor who show at gmail.com. Please do. Uh, Eric, is there anything else you want to uh, touch on? Yes. Oh, also, yes. Sorry.
0: And my book got announced oh. uh, last week, so I have to mention it, and it is uh, available for pre-order. So if you would like to, what's uh, it called? It's called Goblin. So you can just mm-hmm. go to Amazon and put my name, Eric Grissom, Goblin, and it will come up. It's fifteen bucks. Come on, fifteen bucks. It's not going to come out until next year, but get your pre-order uh, price guarantee in there now. You'll also be able to get it at bookstores, so you can go to Barnes & Noble and a bunch of other places. And if you're a comic book reader, you can certainly get it through your uh, local comic shop, but it's not going to be in previews uh, through Diamond until probably a few months from now, because it's going to come out on uh, June 8th, and then Comic stores at the end of May. But yeah, please check it out. There'll be a lot... You'll hear a lot more about it, but it was officially announced... uh, from our publisher Dark
1: Horse last Tuesday I think they gave a nice little little spot on their homepage there so that's again that's you and Will Perkins again if you go to egrissom
0: on Twitter um, or follow me on egrissom at Instagram if you wanted to retweet or repost uh, the article from the comics beat or any of those things to let people know that it is out that would be amazing
1: yeah Go on, is it, Dan. This I'm sorry. Your, i did to need to cut you off. No, no. Is this your, your second or third collaboration with Will Perkins? This is my second Will
0: Perkins book. So Will and I did a book called Gregory's Suicide, also for Dark Horse. So this is our second right. book with Dark Horse. Um, and this is my second project with uh, Will Perkins.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Congratulations on that. That's super yeah, cool. You. Um, I have nothing uh, coming out. Uh, my life is an empty void. So uh, thank you guys very much. Uh, what are we doing in uh, three weeks? We got uh, oh yeah. The so King's we're gonna we're gonna demons. do another
0: Peter Davison story, right?
1: I don't think we finished Ooh. Pete yet. That is correct. That is correct. We got a Davison. What do we have? What is it? What's it called? It is called the King's Demons. Okay. Yeah.
0: King's Demons. I think this coming is the.
1: We're back to Hartnell. This is the last uh, last one we're doing. Yeah, and then I think we've done Davison. all of of Peter. Davison. We've done all Colin Baker as well, I think.
0: Yep, yeah, Colin Baker is covered.
1: Interesting. All right, well, uh, so look forward to that, folks. Um, you'll be able to see all of the gifts and everything on Tow Show on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. If you want to see any of our previous uh, uh, episodes, of course, you can subscribe to them. But you can also go to the old Doctor Who show. .com and uh, check out all of our previous episodes. You can stream them there as well as check out the galleries that go along with them. So until next... <laughs> We're good. All right, everybody. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. See, we'll see, see you in the next. Bye. 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 Just wishing that I had no, just something you wore. I put it on when I go lonely. Will you take off your dress and send it to me?